Hey, podcast people. I just wanted to quickly record something to make an appearance today. It's going to be a fast one, maybe four or five minutes. I'll just spit a few different things top of mind, and then we'll we'll call it a day. We'll wrap the episode up. Um, a lot of stuff going on in my world nowadays. It's good stuff, but it's leading to a lot of busyness. But again, it's a good busyness. We're kicking off a new German program for some German classes. We're kicking off an Italian program. Both of them have their first student in each which is awesome. It's not a program I make a lot of money on. In fact, it's something I make next to no money on. Like it's a very small kind of program for both. But this is a smaller experiment that I want to test out for my own personal learning that could potentially grow into something a little bit bigger. I have gotten a lot of experience in teaching over the past few years. I've literally taught, I was looking at it, you know, well, I mean, over 3000 hours, something like that. That, in combination with a lot of my previous language learning experiences, starting from when I was like, you know, a teenager, which is when I really started to kind of actively work on language learning. So 12 years now of just real hard language learning experience as well. On top of now some of the teaching experiences I'm developing, all of this has kind of led me to believe that I, I believe that I'm able to make very good curriculums and programs for languages, even if I don't necessarily speak that language. I think there's ways, especially considering my background with the window cleaning franchise where I used to work, where, you know, there's a lot of coaching and leadership, different things that we would do, where I think I can take some of that, put it into my current line of work, put it into language teaching. And I really think I can create programs for people, even if I don't necessarily speak your language necessarily. So the German and Italian programs I'm kicking off right now for, for classes and such with those, right? It's my first step into testing out how that works and if I'm able to do so. If I can, that is gonna be amazing. It means that we can offer so many more languages, which allows me to expand and allows the whole Calgary Language Nerds brand to expand, which is exciting, I'm happy about it. If it fails, well, you know what? Doesn't really matter. I'm not putting a crazy amount of chips in that basket. I wouldn't be happy about it, but if it fails, then it fails and that's totally fine. I'm okay with that and We'll move on. I'll take it as a learning experience. And I'm sure the learnings are going to carry with me and, and lead to some very positive things in the future. So those are some things that are keeping me busy. A lot of new students have been reaching out. I've got a bunch of people that are waiting on quotes and estimates and, and things like that for me, which is which is great invoices. So that's obviously really good. The growth side there is awesome. A lot of interviews going on in my world right now, interviewing for different uh, for different teachers because I, I will need a little bit more. I will need a couple more teachers hired on to make sure that, you know, as I keep growing, I have the space to keep growing. Also, as of today, a random thing I was not expecting. Turns out I might be running a lower cost Spanish lesson and English and Spanish program for online lessons, which I was not actually expecting whatsoever. But I had a call today, which unexpectedly led in a direction of, I was like, oh my God, we could probably run something, a lower cost English and Spanish online lesson program using this particular person. That's amazing. So that's something I've, it's been on my list of things I'd like to have. And it solves a problem that I've had, which is our price structure, which doesn't always match. It matches a, a certain segmentation of people, but not as wide of a segmentation as I would perhaps like to be reaching. So that's a big thing. There's a lot of stuff kind of going on in the background. And the past few days have just been booked, like with calls, meetings, driving, just booked from, you know, I wake up in the morning, I exercise. I've been very consistent with that. I stretch, I shower, I eat, I do all of that. 
and then 10 o'clock hits and 10 o'clock my day starts and off we go 10 o'clock to 9 30 p.m just back to back to back to back boom 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 a bunch of stuff going on so um i suppose the biggest the one thing i want to say in this podcast here maybe two things actually you know one of them is not language learning related it's funny how much energy one can have when you're working in something that you enjoy and you're doing things that you enjoy. So I encourage people to spend more time in things that they enjoy. Um, also, I think that having a work ethic is a muscle that is developed. So a fun little story about me. I, when I was growing up, my whole childhood, even teenage years, all the way to the age of like 18, 19, maybe, maybe 20, you know, being busy and having a lot on, on the go was the complete opposite of what I wanted to have. I actually detested it because my mom actually had me very busy and all I wanted was time to relax. And then things changed, right? When I was like somewhere in the range of 18 to 20, definitely not 18, maybe like 20-ish, things kind of changed. And, you know, I think what happened was when I was 18, I started working at the window cleaning franchise. I had my own franchise. We worked long hours and my entire working life, you know, there've always been lots of hours, which means you build up a little bit of a stamina. And, and because of that, like, you know, for me to have a long day doesn't exactly tire me out because I think I've developed a lot of stamina. So I think stamina and, and I think stamina kind of builds up when you get the, the habit of working a lot. Now, I don't think you necessarily have to work a lot. I don't necessarily think it's healthy for everybody, but just a random little thing. I think having energy, maybe this isn't a question of of work ethic. Maybe this is a question of energy. I think a lot of people run out of energy. I think a lot of it, some of it comes to building stamina to be able to push through the day and finish the day and get through everything and, and build, making an effort to build stamina. And then definitely a part of it comes from, you know, are you doing stuff you actually like, or are you doing stuff you actually don't like? Just some food for thought. I know when I do stuff I don't like, I get tired real damn fast. And then perhaps a very small language learning thing, we can wrap this up. Um, you know, I think, you know, I, I think you have to find whatever approach you use to learn a language, you have to find something that aligns with you. I think that makes a lot of sense. I was thinking about this as I was walking outside the other day. You know, it's funny how when you have teachers who teach languages and learners who learn languages, you bring your previous life experiences into that whole field. So me as a teacher, right? My work, ex my previous work experience was in business. I like business. I like sales. I like goals. I like working towards things. And that bleeds into how I teach, right? Into how I teach. And often I like adapting based on how people are and everything. But there are certain DNA traits that I have and certain life experiences that I bring to teaching. I like working with people and having goals on where they're working towards. I like people saying, hey, I'm here. I want to get here. Can you help me? Yes. I like doing that kind of stuff. I have a friend who charges probably more than I charge, actually. Her thing is she's like, she loves nature and she loves meditation and being one with the earth and, and, and being calm and not being around technology and eating vegan types of foods and this. And I have a friend like that. And when she teaches... You know, that bleeds into how she teaches as well. And she attracts students that want to be out in nature and want to learn while they're relaxed and sitting outside in the sun and in a field. She attracts those kinds of people, right? You know, some people that learn, right? They've had negative classroom experiences growing up and that's not how they're going to learn. 
That's not what's going to be right for them. It's not at all. And that's fine, right? So you've got to find a teacher or a program or, or whatever it is that matches your previous life experiences that you're bringing into the whole field of language teaching or language learning, depending on what side of the coin you're on. So anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. It's 8.52. I've, I, I have a lot left to do today, but I have a hard rule that I finish my work at like 9, 9.30, maybe 10 p.m. at the latest. I have a very hard rule on that. So I still get sleep and rest and there's a certain level of balance. So I'm going to try and get as much done here as I can. I have a lot of estimates and leads and quotes and stuff I have to get back to. So I'll wrap this up here. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. We'll chat later. Bye.